0: This is the Game Misconduct podcast with Don Lagreca. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don Lagreca. Well, we'll start with the Penguins evening their best of 7 series up with the Senators in the Eastern Conference final courtesy of their 1 to nothing victory last night. It's been amazing how little offense we've seen so far in this series. Penguins had just 29 shots to the Senators, 23. Uh, it looked like for a long stretch of time in a scoreless game, the Ottawa Senators were not even going to get a shot on goal in period number three. Just amazing the limited amount of opportunities we've seen so far in this series, but when one crept up with less than seven minutes to play in regulation, Phil Kessel came through, shot initially blocked, and if you look at Anderson, he is bracing for the original shot. So he goes down, To make the save, the shot never comes. He straightens himself back up, not knowing that Kessler is able to get the puck back, Kessel gets the puck back, shoots it past Anderson for the only goal of the game, and the Penguins now, even the series, at one game apiece, a series that has saw a grand total of four goals in two games by both teams. So we are starting to see kind of what we saw in recent years, not a lot of offense coming from that series, where I think you're going to see a lot more offense tonight in the Western Conference. We'll get into that in just a second. But you look at every statistical category, the Penguins were better. Uh, they had six more shots on goal. They crushed the Senators in the faceoff dot 62-38. to uh, They out-hit the Senators 50-36. to Senators had more blocked shots 18-7, but that tells you the time of possession in which the Penguins had the puck and the opportunities they had to get the puck at least towards the net. Maybe not a lot ended up on Anderson, but the Penguins dominated large stretches of that game. But Anderson was good, both defense have been very good, not allowing a lot of shots to get on goal. So it's just a matter of who's going to blink. And you wonder, and we had EJ Raddick on yesterday, can the Penguins be had? And I really thought this was going to be a walkover series. I I was not overly impressed with Ottawa. Um, I thought the Rangers kind of blew that second-round series. Carlson's on one leg. And I just felt the Penguins were just a better hockey team. But you just begin to wonder how much have they been worn down by having won the Stanley Cup last year, a lot of the players playing in the World Cup of Hockey, uh, now making another run playing in the third round here for a second consecutive year, is beginning to wear the Penguins down. And Ottawa playing that role of underdog has really worked for them. So even though they lost that game one nothing, they have to feel pretty good. They're going back home. They got the split in Pittsburgh. They're not allowing any goals. Their goaltender has played very well. And I still think the Hoffmans of the world, the Ryans, still have a lot more to give as far as offense is concerned. So I think the Senators have to feel pretty good about their situation. I'm still picking Pittsburgh to win. I think they're the better team, but I'm starting to look foolish keep saying that Ottawa's not as good a team as the teams that they're playing, and yet here they are, nine wins in the playoffs, three wins away from going to the Stanley Cup Final for the first time in 10 years. But you watch this Pittsburgh team. They're just so well-coached. And somebody brought this up on Twitter, and if I can go back to my timeline, I'd give the person credit. Guy Boucher and Mike Sullivan are guys that were not on the top of a lot of teams' lists to coach their team. And, you know, Sully we knew in New York uh, as an assistant to John Tortorella. And, of course, we saw uh, Guy Boucher be the coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, took that team to a conference final a few years ago when they lost to Boston. And – they're just t- terrific coaches, terrific coaches, and get the most out of their players. And I just look at these Ottawa teams and this Peng- Penguins team, and I just see two exceptionally well-coached teams with a lot of talent, and they're a lot more evenly matched than I thought. So I give Ottawa credit, and I think Ottawa does have a chance to win this series. I'm sticking with Pittsburgh, but the one thing I have to admit, it's not going to be a short series. We know it's going to at least go five, and with it going back to Ottawa with a split, uh, I think we're in for a long series, and if Pittsburgh's not careful – uh, they can get beat. The one thing that's kind of got lost in these playoffs, because there's so much star power, right, with Pittsburgh, and it's hard not to talk about Crosby, and it's hard not to talk about Malkin, who who got into it with Turris at the end of the game last night, so you're seeing there's a feistiness, there's an edge to the series, is the play of Marc-Andre Fleury. And, and sometimes he's a forgotten guy. Now, we base this show out of New York. A lot of the people that listen to Game Misconduct listen because they're Ranger fans and because I work for the Rangers and this Game is Conduct podcast originated here in New York. And there's so much conversation about Henrik Lundqvist and is he the best goaltender in the National Hockey League and who he is compared to. And, of course, Carey Price is likely to win the Vesna Trophy in Montreal. Great goaltender, for sure. But it's so easy to forget Marc-Andre Fleury. And the reason you forget him is because he won his cup in 2009, did little else after that, then lost his job to Murray last year. They win the Stanley Cup, so he's the backup goaltender. Rumors that he's going to get traded. He's a $6 million cap hit, so he was tough to move. But there were rumors and reports that Pittsburgh was going to give him up. They had committed to Murray. Murray was going to be the starting goaltender of this run. He hurts himself in warmups in Game 1 against Columbus. And now Marc-Andre Fleury is the goaltender. He has been spectacular for this team that is three wins away from going back to the Stanley Cup final. So he's got a cup. He's got two Stanley Cup final appearances. Uh, He has won more playoff games than any active goaltender in the National Hockey League, surpassing Henrik Lundqvist. So even though he lost his job, which Hank never did, and even though he went through a long stretch of not doing very much, where Hank was always consistently in the playoffs and making runs, getting to the second round, getting to the conference final, Marc-Andre Fleury has now emerged as, I think, in the conversation, as the best goaltender in the NHL. I mean he's got a very good chance of going back to the Stanley Cup final. I think if you uh, I still think Nashville's going to win this thing, but of the four teams that are left, I think you'd be foolish just to ignore Pittsburgh as a, as a team that can win the Stanley Cup. So, this guy might have two rings on his finger. The same is Jonathan Quick, who now isn't as much a part of the conversation because the Los Angeles Kings have struggled over the last couple of years. You know, you look at Corey Crawford's got the hardware, but look what Marc-Andre Fleury's done. He's like the Muhammad Ali of goaltenders where, you know, he loses his crown and he fights to get it back. And when you assess where you are as a player, sometimes I think you get credit for the fact that you fell down, you were not considered anymore, and then you rise back up. So, yeah, there's a lot of conversation about what Pittsburgh brings to the table, but please do not ignore the fact that technically, according to where Pittsburgh wanted to go, they have won nine playoff games and are even with the Ottawa Senators in the Eastern Conference Final with their backup goaltender. So I don't know what this means. Maybe they won't win another game and they'll just easily go back to Murray next year. But give credit to Mark andre Fleury. He's got the hardware. He's in the conversation. And when we assess Henrik Lundqvist and compare him to goaltenders, why are we comparing him to Quick? Why are we comparing him to Price? Why are we comparing him to Crawford? Why aren't we comparing him to Marc-Andre Fleury? They've kind of came up together, have the equal amount of wins pretty much and wins in the postseason, and now Marc-Andre Fleury might actually have a second ring. Now, he did technically win a ring last year, but he was the backup goaltender, did play you know, in one playoff game. But So never mind the technicality of him having three wing- rings if they win this year. He would have guided this team to two of those three, Maybe it's time to actually bring Marc-Andre Fleury into the conversation among the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. Maybe that is more of a conversation outside of New York, but for the people in New York, I think that needs to be a part of the conversation. Ducks and the Predators tonight. Uh, I just don't like the Ducks. Now, how, how do you say you don't like the Ducks? Nine wins, great ability to come back. But there's a problem with a team that relies too much on the comeback, not playing a full 60-minute game. Now, they came back from two goals down. Getzloff is in consideration for the Smythe Trophy if the Ducks were to win the Stanley Cup or at least get to the Stanley Cup final. But to me, that game too, and I covered that game doing the pre and post, That was all about Pecorine having an off night. It was. And I don't want to take anything away from the Ducks, but there were at least two goals that Pecorine, who had a 952 save percentage going into that game, should have had and I think will have again. So I don't like Gibson. I don't like the inconsistency of Gibson. A lot of the reason the Ducks have to fight back is because of the hole that Gibson digs them into. So even though I think it's less about goaltenders than it's ever been, to make a Stanley Cup run because it's about offense. It's about your defense in front of you. But Gibson has had lulls where he has put the ducks in a bad spot, and eventually it's going to come back to bite you. It has not yet. It forced them to play a game seven against Edmonton, when maybe they should not have, but now they are going to be going up against a Predators team that I think is really good and has the ability to jump on you and – I think Gibson is not as good as Pecorine. If Pecorine is at least slightly on his game in Game 2, the Predators have a 2 nothing series lead going back to Nashville, and we're talking about the Western Conference Final being a quick one. So... Let's look at Pecorino. Let's see if he can bounce back. I believe he will. The good goaltenders always bounce back, and I believe he is a good goaltender, if not a great goaltender, who might actually begin to be put into that conversation with the Lundquists, with the Marc-Andre Fleuris as the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League, along with a Carey Price. I think he will bounce back, and if Nashville can get the win and play with Rene coming back, then I still think they will have control of the series. If Rene struggles, then it becomes an issue. One time, it's just a fluke. Just one of those days. If it happens again, then you start to give credit to the Ducks. Then you start to wonder, is Rene handling being in this rarefied air of a conference final for the first time in his career? So I'd keep an eye on that for this game. How does Rene play? If Rene plays to the best of his ability, and if the best of his ability is what he's done in the first two rounds of the playoffs, then I think Nashville wins tonight. I think they take care of business and advance to the Stanley Cup final for the first time in franchise history. Now, I don't know if you saw this story. Dennis K. Morgan, he is the national anthem singer at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. That's what he does. He's 53 years old. He is the usual anthem singer. He has performed about 185 times since 2000. Nashville has played 639 regular season home games since 2000, plus a few dozen more in the playoffs. So he seems to do it the majority of the time compared to other people. Well, he's been bumped in these playoffs because, as he put it, Mike Fisher's wife asked to sing the anthem. Well, it's Mike Fisher's wife, but if you don't know who Mike Fisher's wife is, it's somebody pretty significant in the country world, pretty significant to Nashville, and that is Carrie Underwood. So no offense to Dennis K. Morgan. Apparently he uses the K, so he's not confused with the Dennis Morgan in Nashville. That's actually a part of the story. So as much as I feel bad for Dennis K. Morgan not singing the National Anthem, it's Carrie Underwood. It's Carrie Underwood. So I don't know why you complain. Should you be disappointed? Yeah, I'm sure he wants to sing the National Anthem, and I'm sure it disappoints him that he's been bumped but you're being replaced by one of the biggest country stars in the biggest country city there is in the United States. You can't voice your displeasure. You cannot. So I'm sure he has his side of the story, but I just thought it was funky when I was doing preparation for this game that this actually crept up. I was reading it on Yahoo Sports. Puck Daddy uh, did a good job uh, bringing it to my attention. Uh, I just think it's hilarious. Sometimes the egos of people gets a little carried away for sure. So tonight, Ducks and Predators, game three from Nashville. Series even at a game apiece. Tomorrow, Penguin Senators from Ottawa. That series is even at a game apiece. And right now, something that I don't think a lot of other sports can say, and you certainly can't say that in the NBA, all four of these teams really believe that they can win the Stanley Cup. And so far, they've proven that. So we'll analyze it and we'll dissect it. Get in touch with me at Don LaGreca, hashtag GameMisconduct. You're watching the game. You got a question. You got a comment. You got an idea. Send it to me. Just make sure you hashtag Game Misconduct so I can find it. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on the ESPN app. Of course, I retweet it all the time at at Don LaGreca and, of course, at TMKS ESPN, uh, which is, of course, the Michael K. show, which is my full-time job. So let's keep hockey alive. Let's keep doing it. Let's have some fun. This was the Tuesday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.